Your life is your responsibility. Bias deludes you to that. It ignores that reality. And the further you get from accepting responsibility for your life, the further you get, the more fragile you become, the more dangerous your life is, the more precarious your future and your situation is. What's up, ladies and gents? Colin here for another video on belief bias. This is just one of the many cognitive biases that we've observed in our species. There's at this point hundreds and probably ones we don't even know about. Now, the reason for this is an ancestrally explainable reason, a evolutionary reason. Our hunter-gatherer ancestors lived in small groups where they lived as fiercely egalitarian, meaning things were as equal as possible. You didn't have big men, you didn't have poverty, like you literally didn't have up or down. You had this straight line. Mother Nature figured out that that was the best way for small bands of humans, this species that just sprouted up to survive. When we figured out group survival, our species dominated. No other animal had a chance. So what that did through hundreds of thousands of years and even millions of years before that of tweaking to do things to keep a group thinking the same and acting the same. That's why you have bias. That's why humans and the mental framework, the mental operating system we have runs into so many problems in our modern environment because the modern environment with all the speed of technology and data and flashing and lights and artificial and everything that you get from it is mismatched to our biology. Our biology is designed for living in the wild in a small group of humans, most of which we would have lived in that same tribe our entire lives. So the bias specifically today is the belief bias. Confirmation bias is kind of along the same lines. It's basically, if a conclusion supports your existing beliefs, you'll rationalize anything that supports this. And this is, this is basically confirmation bias in the same way, which is you look for evidence that supports what you believe, and you pretty much ignore anything that challenges what you believe. Now, the reason this is so insidious, toxic, and dangerous for humans in our modern world is, I mean, look at anything that's going on in the political sphere, tribalism, racism, warring, anything that props up what you believe is right, and then you say they're wrong, us versus them, left versus right, enemy versus enemy. The true summer in the middle, golden mean. Aristotle called it the golden mean. Everything in life has a golden mean. You have the Taoism where you have the yin and the yang. It's the balance of opposing forces. The Goldilocks effect, like earth, for example, if it was too far from the sun or too close, humans wouldn't be here. But we're in that perfect zone where the temperature is just right and it allowed the species to evolve and walk around and create iPhones and do all these things and basically slaughter each other in mass. And if you look through history, humans are animals that evolved in this crazy complex universe. And every day we wake up, we're still figuring it out. And I think that humans can continually move towards good and can move towards a kind of utopia or at least a mostly equitable world, mostly because I believe that the one trait that Mother Nature programmed into us, which was that compassion and empathy trait, which made it so that certain members of our species would die for other members of our species, especially to protect the young. That trait of love and needing to care so much about this baby, which I just had, is built into our species because that baby came out and is completely feeble and helpless. And if we didn't have such a love and connection, empathy and compassion for that baby, to be able to die for, to protect it, our species would have died off long ago. And if you go deep into this rabbit hole, you see the connection between the brain size, 
right? And how babies grow their brain even larger outside of the womb, how evolution figured out that, well, if the, if the brain was too big inside the womb, it would potentially kill the mother. But if we can have other humans in this group take care of young when they come out of the womb, that brain can grow even bigger. And then there's also the connections between Dunbar's number 150 and social connection and the big brain, which a lot of paleontologists and anthropologists and science research, a lot of them believe that the brain grew as big as it did, mostly for social reasons, which is then connected to supporting the tribe, which is then connected to raising offspring that come out that are completely helpless, that the tribe then helps get to, you know, three years old, four years old, teenager, and then eventually adult. It's really fascinating when you go into all of it. And I think that compassion, that empathy, and that evolutionary niche that Mother Nature figured out of protecting the young with things like love and willing to die for someone else and, and just, you know, all the things that we celebrate about our species, I think that will eventually lead us to a better world. In some ways, it has. We are better off than we've been in a lot of ways. But history isn't just like linear. It's like the stock market. They always say, oh, it goes up, then it comes down, then it goes up. But you're trying to go like this, right? Rather than just like up and then down and go lower, lower, lower. I think that's true for humans too. You can kind of plot maybe uh, violence and rights and things like this. We go up, we come down. We go up, we come down. I think 2020, we've come down. Now, how far down we go before we can come back up? Maybe there's a revolution there. I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody does. Maybe it'll just have to be after an election and people just move on. And finally, the stimulus checks run out and they, people can't pay their bills. I don't know what's going to happen. I really hope we start going back up soon again, though, because I have two sons now, two young that I'm bringing to this country, this world, and I don't like what I'm saying, but I don't want to talk about it today. Back to this bias, confirmation bias, belief bias, and how it is so dangerous. This bias is why you get something like the Holocaust. This is how propaganda works. You hammer, hammer, hammer on one side as being bad and your side being right and evil and good, and you've been oppressed and victim culture, which is what we're seeing a lot in 2020. The Democrats just love to harp on the victim and now identity politics and this and that this is so dangerous because life isn't black or white there's no just one victim you know one successor trying to boil those things down into like the color of your skin is even more asinine i can't even, i just can't even get into it right now we're all privileged we're alive you know like 97 percent of humanity's dead that just in my opinion cancels out the entire privilege argument the world is not equal it's probably never going to be equal there's at least never going to be equal outcome but there can eventually be equal opportunity, which I totally agree on. But here's the thing. When you get that equal opportunity, you got to wake up and do shit and make shit and, and, and you got to do things or you're not going to get the outcome you want. And what you see a lot of the people that are kicking and screaming and protesting or whatever, they just want f things for free. They want handouts. They want things to be equal just because. And the way confirmation bias, belief bias, and these things support this it's because you create a narrative about how you've been oppressed, somebody else's fault, they owe it to you, blah, 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 blah. And all it says is it removes agency from your own responsibility. So while I was interrupted, I decided to write a little visual cue. The thing about bias in a lot of instances, not all of these, but a lot of them, is tends to lead towards not taking responsibility. I can't think of a more destructive and dangerous idea and this is the problem I have with all the race stuff, with all the BLM stuff, with all the current stuff going on in 2020. It does this more so. It, it creates divide. It creates blame and victimhood, perpetuates it, and it removes responsibility for the individual. So people think that they can go out and yell and scream and stick their fist in people's face and 
tell them they should do this and say this and whatever. And it completely shines a light on somebody else rather than themselves. But this is setting people up for massive failure. And when these people have kids, the next generation is going to be set up for massive failure. And this is how, as Lenin said, democracy is integral or a foundation to communism. This is how we're going to be led to a socialist, communist, insane world that is the antithesis to what America was founded on. And all these people that wanted those handouts and they wanted things simple, and they wanted to believe that they were oppressed and I'm right, you're wrong, etc. They're going to be begging to have 2020 come back with all its corks and all of its problems. Give up responsibility, which is the most important thing ever. Okay. Responsibility is the most important thing ever for the individual. There's nothing more important than responsibility. If you put your trust in anybody else, if you put your future, your children's future, your security, your finances, your health, anything, and I've been talking about this a lot. If you trust anybody else for your life, you're taking a huge gamble. Most people lock their doors. Most people wouldn't let strangers come into their house and do whatever they want. Yet you want to put your blind trust in people you've never met that because they go on like a screen and like they say something for a few minutes or because they, they hold some elected office and they've committed their life to getting elected. You think those people care about you? Not only do they not care about you, they primarily care about getting reelected and maintaining their status quo. So they only do and say things that sound good while behind the doors and in bills and all these crafty things they do. They do things that benefit themselves. And the only way it ever benefits you is if it somehow, usually accidentally, helps them first and then helps you as a byproduct. Now, I know that's like kind of political and I've taken this a little bit further, but this, this idea is very important. It's important for everyone to understand that your life is your responsibility. Bias deludes you to that. It ignores that reality. And the further you get from accepting responsibility for your life, the further you get, the more fragile you become, the more dangerous your life is, the more precarious your future and your situation is. This is why responsibility is the most important thing ever. So when you seek out information that only supports what you believe, you're creating a fragile worldview. It's also probably leading you towards victimhood. It's also probably leading you towards tribalism and racism, even if you don't realize it or even if you think you're the most woke person on the planet. The more you highlight things like sin color and us versus them, and you, you draw that line in the sand, the, I'm good, they're bad, whatever, the more you perpetuate divide, the more you increase the very things that, I mean, like a lot of people, I'm not saying you particularly watching this, but a lot of people try to say we should eliminate, which makes it so ironically, paradoxically absurd. And that's what a lot of it is. A lot of it is people just wanting handouts. They want to feel heard. They want to be angry. They want to be outraged. They don't want change. They don't want solutions. They want to focus on problems because problems allows them to point and blame and shine the spotlight on somebody else so that they can ignore their responsibility, which is the most important thing ever to their life. Highlight or drop. That's it. Next one. Hey, hey, Colin here. Got a freebie for you. Click on the button below to go to the ancestralmind.com and download the seven principles of living wild. This is a short PDF that's got some of the main principles such as real food, sleep, movement, and a couple more that are going to help you live more ancestrally in accordance with your genes. Please always remember that the members of the Ancestral Mind podcast are not, in fact, medical professionals. They're not doctors. They're not nutritionists. They are simply providing this entertainment for you to do your own research and to entertain yourselves. So please consult a physician before changing your diet. Not everything works for everybody. And make sure you always do your own research on everything you hear on this show and outside. Outside.